So as I said, today we celebrate, you know this, the Feast of the Assumption of Mary into Heaven. And it, would be, it behooves us to ask ourselves or remind ourselves, what is it that we believe in this mystery, in this feast? But then more importantly, I think we should spend even more time, at least an hour and a half, uh, talking about considering then why. Why is this important to me? Or what does this mean to me? You know, we don't, it, it would be a shame if we just went to church today or any day and left saying, well, that was just lovely. Or worse, perhaps, I don't know what he was saying in the homily. It, it would be a shame for me as a preacher and us as a congregation if we left just saying, well, that was nice. I like that song a lot. It would be better if we left church today or every day really saying, I've got some work to do, or I need to go apologize to someone based on what, the, what I prayed about or what, was, what I heard. I need to give more of myself or I need to pray more or something like that. We should go in peace, yes, not now, but when, after Mass, remembering or thinking, all right, what's my homework? What do I need to do? Because God is constantly calling us to do something, if you will. He's challenging us to give over more and more and more of ourselves until he has everything. He wants, he wants us. He wants us to be one with him forever in heaven. So what do we celebrate today? Well, whenever we celebrate a feast of Mary, be it today's feast, the Assumption, or the Immaculate Conception, or the Visitation of Mary and Elizabeth, or the Birth of Mary, I always hear in the back of my mind the criticism that we as Catholics receive, um, maybe sometimes not even so politely, from our non-Catholic friends who sometimes say, and I don't know if they've said this to you, I've heard this a lot, but why do you Catholics worship Mary? Why are you obsessed with Mary? I get it, she's holy, that's fine, but why do you worship her? Doesn't worship belong to God alone? I mean, it says as much in Leviticus and 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 Deuteronomy. Jesus himself reiterated that in the Gospels. Isn't it a sin against the first commandment to worship anyone but God? The answer is yes. All of us should be ready to say, yes, it is. that would be a sin. No, we do not worship and adore Mary. Adoration and worship belongs only to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. No one, not even Mary, is on par with God. No one deserves or earns, if you will, our adoration and worship as God does. When we honor Mary, when we give her glory, if you will, and remember what God has done with and through her, we're not worshiping and adoring her. It's all going to God. It magnifies our adoration and worship of God. Mary said so herself. My whole being, she said, magnifies the Lord. So it may not be the nicest image of Mary, but I kind of picture, well, it's kind of weird, but a magnifying glass. All right, Mary is a woman and everything, but if you picture for a moment a magnifying glass, everything we honor and, and give to Mary, that glory and the honor for what God has done, just goes right through her and is magnified to God. And so when we pray with Mary, we actually double and triple and quadruple our prayers, our adoration, our worship of God. So that should be our answer because it's the truth. We don't adore or worship Mary, that would be sinful but instead we glorify her. We, we, we give her glory because of what God has done in and through her. Okay, oh, so, and I don't think anyone, even the harshest critics of our faith, even those who are not Catholic, not Christian, no one could deny this. There has been no one in history who has ever had such a strong connection with the Son of God, no one. And I don't think anyone would ever say, yeah, there is, you can't think of anyone. There is no one who has had such an intimate connection with Jesus. Mary gave birth to the Son of God. Mary nursed him. She fed him. 
She dressed him, she clothed him, she taught him with Joseph and others. And then later in her life, she listened to him as a disciple. She learned from him. She watched him be bullied and be mocked and laughed at and spat upon. She was with him when he was tortured and killed on the cross. She held his lifeless body in her arms. No one has ever had such an intimate connection with Jesus. Um, No one in history ever has and ever will. Because of that singular devotion and connection, it is it makes complete sense that she would never, ever be separated from her Lord, from her son, from Jesus. So that at the moment her life ended on earth, we don't know if she died or she fell asleep. You can believe either. We don't, that's not defined. But at the end of her life on earth, Mary was taken up, body and soul, into heaven. She had united herself so completely to God on earth that she uh, experiences that forever and never did not have that connection with her son. St. Paul says as much in the second reading, if we belong to Christ here on earth, we will be raised with him. Well, Mary belonged to her son on earth. I think everyone would agree with that. And so she was raised. She was the first to experience the fullness of his resurrection. Okay, so that's what the assumption is. What does it mean to us? Why is this important for us? Well, it's important for at least two reasons. Number one, because as we honor what God has done in Mary in raising her body and soul, we're actually seeing what will happen to us, please God, at the end of our lives. We believe that if we, like Mary, follow the Lord and, and be, uh, you know, follow as faithfully as we can, no one is perfect except Mary, but if we follow the Lord faithfully here on earth, that we too, one day, will be raised into heaven, body and soul at the end of time. It is an awesome thing to imagine, to contemplate, and it is our future. It's what will come to all of us. So in watching Mary, if you will, in our minds even ascend into heaven, being assumed into heaven, we are watching what will happen to us. That's pretty awesome. Secondly, if we want to be with Mary and the saints in the kingdom of heaven, we would do well to imitate her on earth. What's Mary's greatest attribute, would you say? What is her greatest, what is the thing she is known for? Her Yes. Saying yes to the angel, in a sense, yes to God. You know, the angel Gabriel came to Mary as a teenager and said, here is God's plan. You are God's highly favored daughter. You don't know it, but you have been prepared from the beginning of time for this moment. This is God's plan. Will you be the mother of God's son? And Mary had no idea. She didn't understand, but she didn't hesitate either. She said yes. Let it be done unto me as you have said. And so it is that yes, if you will, that was so pure, so full, so open that gave her the ability, or not gave her the ability, but that that made her the mother of Jesus, the mother of our Savior. And we believe that Mary didn't just say yes once, but her whole life was a yes. This morning at Mass, Pope Francis said, every yes is a step toward heaven. God wants us to say yes to him again and again and again until we, like Mary, enter into heaven with him. Well, Mary's whole life was a yes. And so we pray that if we want to be where she is in heaven, that we should, that we say yes to God more. There's your homework. So don't just leave saying, well, that was lovely, or he's a lot younger than I thought, or something like that. (laughs) Or he's really getting gray now. I mean... Or, did you see that piece of Velcro under his thing? That's very strange. 
don't just leave saying that, but leave with some homework. And the homework is this, that you and I should, I know the preacher's not supposed to should a lot, but, but I would say we should say yes to God more. We should be open more to what God wants for us. How do we do that? Well, we have to listen. We have to read the scriptures. We have to pray. We have to be quiet in, in nature, in a church, even in some place in our house so that God can speak to us in our hearts. We have to trust that God wants our best. Sometimes we think we know what we should do. God wants our best, and God knows what we should do. And having discerned that, having listened to God's voice, we should say yes to God more and more. Not no, not I want to do it my way, not no in, in the way we fight and argue with people around us, but yes. In short, our goal should be to live lives of yes, if you will, so that every time we say yes to God, we take a step toward heaven until that great and glorious day, please God, when all of us are welcomed into our eternal, everlasting home as Mary is. I pray that we may say yes to God, not just temporarily or when it feels good or when we agree with God, but yes all the time, that we may live our lives as yeses to God who will welcome us one day in our true home in heaven.